Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hey. Hi. Uh, I will start out by saying that I am still sick and uh, I woke up weirdly chill today. I have like no rush or like anything at all. I'm just like, Ugh. so <laughs> I seem unenthusiastic. Uh, I'm not. I just I don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> <clears throat> so today we are talking about season 10, episode 23 called Brothers Keeper. And this is the finale. Um, hey, we've made it through another season. <laughs> yeah, no, I was watching this on Netflix because it's just so much easier than finding all the DVDs and figuring that nightmare out, right? Yeah. But, like, I could not get it to carry on my wayward son. What is wrong with, I mean, I guess I was just, no, I did it on the TV and on my phone. And sometimes it has that, like, you know, skip recap, you know, thing you click on or. I'm trying to think if mine did. I get it to do it at all and there wasn't like an option to do it there was just it just wasn't there so I was gonna like ask you just you didn't if, play the song yeah there was no and there was no like you know the road so far there was no like there was no none of that it was just like episode starts there's no yeah recap at all do but I even I, remember <laughs> so I'm like uh. I know but it is the finale and that's Always the case, you know. I think we would know if they skipped it on season ten, and they didn't. So I wonder if that's that annoys me. I wanted to see that Netflix. Why are we doing that? You know? I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I, I don't remember if it did it or not on mine. But I think also I was going through and just like it was skipping the recaps on some of it too because I was watching so many episodes at once. So yeah. Yeah, I, uh, mm, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I want to see like what what their like visual, you know, road so far is, and yeah, I want to hear the song and be in the mood for this, you know. I want to start out with all the right feelings they want me to have, and I, I couldn't make it happen. It was really annoying. So, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe I should just do the finales on the DVDs then. Because <laughs> I wanted it, man. I wanted it. So. I was waiting. I know, I was. Robbed me. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so we start out uh, looking at a laptop screen showing the last email from Charlie to Sam. Uh, the subject line says, 911, see attached. The message in the email says, Sam, can't talk now. Download this file. The file name is 4dean.doc. Underneath the file name, it says, symbol translator and instant download uh then we are looking at hmm, i guess this says papers probably that's probably what it says uh on a desk and then <laughs> and then old pictures um, one is a black and white photo of young dean with mary and the other is of 
younger Dean with Mary Holden, baby Sammy. Then we see Sam making special bullets. Cass comes into the room and says, anything? Sam says, 12 voicemails. Lojack on the Impala has clearly been disabled. So a big heaping scoop of nothing. We need Rowena to hold up her end of the bargain. Now. Cass rolls his eyes and sighs. Sam says, what? Cass says, nothing. It's, it's just if she removes the mark using the Book of the Damned, what are the consequences? Why are they still harping on this? I thought they all decided I'm, that it doesn't matter like, and it's it just going to be worth it. Because they don't know. Anyway. Like, I, like, okay. I guess yeah. they're just trying to set up the thing, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, I thought you already decided that you're just going to have to roll I with didn't it. care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, which are what? Cass says, Dean said. Sam says, Dean guessed. Cass, what are we supposed to do, huh? Just sit on our asses and do nothing? Cass says, no, we find Dean. Sam says, and then what? The only thing that stopped Kane was death. Do you want to kill Dean? Because I don't. And the only way I know how to save my brother is to cure the mark. And yes, I know there will be consequences, but not you, not Dean, not anybody can tell me what those consequences are. So I'm not going to let my brother destroy himself on a guess. We I save mean, Dean. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, like, I thought we already did this, but okay. also, like, nobody cares. We're doing what we're going to do, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, so we cut to Dean uh, laying on the floor in a, mor- in a motel room, You're looking pretty. <laughs> I felt like you were going to say morgue for a second. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're not, we're not currently in a morgue on the floor. He's in a motel room. He's laying on the floor. He's looking pretty rough. Uh, he startles awake and lifts up his head. He gets a phone notification and gets up, stumbles over to sit on the bed, grabs his phone off the nightstand. Uh, the screen says 12 messages from Sam. Dean likes sighs and takes the swig from a bottle of beer that's on the nightstand. Which, okay, would be warm, by the way, because he just woke up. Ew, I don't know if you've ever tried warm beer, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. No, I Normal I beer isn't that. good. Warm yeah. beer is worse. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, he, make, he takes another drink and the beer like spills down over his chin, but he doesn't care. Uh, he rubs his face and says, ah, I'm good. I'm good. But he is not good, Rochelle. <laughs> he hasn't been good for a while. <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing good is happening. And then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to a crime scene. There's a dead teenage girl in a big ditch on the side of a road. She's wearing a short jean skirt and a tank top. She's got blood all around her neck. Uh, Dean is looking at her from the top of the ditch, and a sheriff walks up beside him. The sheriff says, Rose McKinley, raised up about three miles from here. Nice parents, God-fearing folk. Dean says, well, they let her leave the house looking like a whore. <laughs> he's he's starting out pretty strong, man. He's like, I'm dedicated to this. <laughs> yeah. The sheriff says, Whoa, why don't you tell me what you really think, Agent? Dean says, Oh, I'm sorry, Sheriff. My bad. The sheriff says, Let me tell you how we work out here, son. That right there could be the whore of Babylon. Wouldn't make no difference at all, because all I see is somebody's little girl. Dean says, And I feel like a real jerk suggesting otherwise, Sheriff. My apologies. Um, but he, he, doesn't. He, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't actually sound sorry. Uh, the sheriff starts walking away and Dean says, good luck cracking the case with your eyes shut. <laughs> He's just on one. I just like, what the fuck, He's man? feeling himself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the sheriff turns back to Dean and says, 
You worked some pretty dark stuff in your day, haven't you, Agent? Must have left quite a mark. Dean says, oh, you have no idea. Uh, a man named Rudy, who was Dean's hunter friend, right? From the last episode or two. I think that they were just talking on the phone. I think yeah? so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, so Rudy walks past the sheriff towards Dean, and the sheriff says to him, your partner's a real piece of work, Agent. Rudy says, yeah, ain't he, though? Uh, the sheriff walks away, and Rudy says to Dean, Dino, welcome to the party. Dean says, the hell you doing here, Rudy? Rudy says, uh, you know, just got a thing for dead girls. <laughs> I instantly like Rudy. I, know. Know. <laughs> I like it. That was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rudy says, just working a gang of fang, you know, just like you. Dean says, yeah, not today or not. I'm going to need you to take a walk on this one. Rudy says, uh, okay, except, except I called you. So if anybody's walking, it's Dean says, oh, you called me. No, no, you begged me. Just like, I'm going to say this weird, just like Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Is that a place? Tus I think so. Yeah. Okay, well, I butchered it and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he says, just like Gold Lime, we both know you're playing dress up out here and it's just a matter of time before you get yourself killed. So why don't you take that walk and let the real hunters do the work? Okay, Dean, no uh, need to be a dick about it. <laughs> I know, right? Dean pats Rudy on the arm and goes to leave. Uh, the sheriff yells from across the road, agents, new deal. Rose wasn't alone when she disappeared. Friend named Crystal Thorson was with her, and Crystal is still AWOL. I'm heading over to interview the parents. How about we agree you boys sit this one out? Rudy says, you know something? Life's too short, partner. You know, I don't know what curled up your ass today, but frankly, I don't care. He walks away from Dean and says, regards to your brother. Uh, Dean rolls his eyes at him, which, God, I just want to push Dean in that ditch, man. Like... <laughs> He's being a dick. <laughs> I know. Rudy seems, you know, weirdly decent. I don't know. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut to Rowena drinking some tea. Um, mm, uh, sorry. No, it's all wonky. Uh, I think we're still in the abandoned brewery. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. And she's still chained to the table. <laughs> um, uh, Cass and Sam are standing there and Sam is pointing his gun at her. Rowena says, hello, boys. Just in time for tea. Unless something's on your mind. Sam says, five things, actually. Sam cocks his gun and says, hollow tips filled with witch-killing brew. Rowena says, how exciting for you. Your NRA will be beside themselves with pride. <laughs> Sam says, um, I think the NRA probably does want witch-killing bullets. I don't know. Who doesn't want those, right? Like, I mean, I feel like... If there's something that would be useful in a maybe a weird situation, but in a situation like <laughs> right, I mean, want it, you know? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Everybody wants those, Rowena. Okay, all right. <clears throat> um, Sam says, "No more games, Rowena. Do the spell now." Rowena says, "Or what exactly?" Sam looks at his gun and she says, "Come on, Samuel. You and I both know that's nothing but a bluff." Charlie may have cracked the codex, but who's going to read it if I'm gone? Not to mention handling the ingredients, getting the measurements just right. Unless, of course, either of you have spent years of your life studying with the greats, mastering the intricacies of high witchcraft. But forgive me, maybe you have. I know you're upset. We all are. Poor Dean. Let's just have a nice wee cup of tea and negotiate. 
Sam and Cox is gone and says, what do you want? Rowena says, oh, well, we know what I wanted. Soiled the sheets on that one, didn't we? Let's talk about what I'll take. My freedom, guaranteed, and the codex. Cass says, Sam, you can't be. Sam says, do you know which spell? Rowena says, I do. Cass says, Sam, this is a mistake. Uh, so we cut to Dean inside Crystal's house talking with her distraught parents. Uh, Mrs. McKinley says, Rose and Crystal were friends since forever, it seems. Uh, you think Crystal could still be in danger? Dean says, we do, Mrs. McKinley. And the fastest way to find Crystal is to find out who did this to Rose. Uh, did you notice any changes in her behavior recently? New friends? New boyfriend? Maybe a crush? Mr. McKinley says, Rose was a... A shy girl. Dean looks over at a framed picture of him and Crystal. That's a little bit of a creepy picture. I don't know why it's so ominous. Like, I don't know. It wasn't like one of them's not smiling. I don't know. They're just like weird in that picture. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think he's got like his arm a little like possessively around his daughter, and she's not smiling, and it's just it's just faintly creepy. Like, why would you frame that picture? You wouldn't. You know, yeah, I feel like a lot of times in shows, though, they put like weird, like oddly posed pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the point to, of this yeah. one is to make it seem like maybe there's some abuse happening. I know. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's creepy. Um, Mrs. McKinley says, but you think she might know who did this to her? Dean says, in Rose's case, she's not only wait. No, in Rose's case, <laughs> she not only knew the person, but uh. She was trying to have intercourse with them. So I'm just trying to figure out whether it was a boyfriend or whether it was just some random roll in the hay. Mr. and Mrs. McKinley look uh, upset. (laughs) You know, know, as you do. Mrs. McKinley says, no, uh, there were no relations that we're aware of. Mr. McKinley, like, gets gets angry and says, no relations at all. What the hell is this, agent? Dean says, I'm just doing my job, Mr. McKinley. Mr. McKinley says, by suggesting my daughter was a slut? Dean says, I'll admit, that thought crossed my mind. Then I came here, and I smelled the deceit. I know, he says. Then I came here, and I smelled the deceit and the beatings and the shame that pervade this home. Mr. McKinley says, you shut your face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, and you know what? I don't blame Rose anymore. No, no, no wonder she put on that skank outfit and went out there looking for validation. Right into the <laughs> arms of the monster that killed her. Dean looks at Mr. McKinley and asks, Joe, who did this? <laughs> Mr. McKinley, like, jumps up and punches Dean in the face. We see that there's a teenage boy down the hallway sort of spying on them. Mr. Mrs. McKinley yells at her husband, no, Joe! <laughs> but, uh, Mr. McKinley punches Dean again. Dean says, who did this? Mrs. McKinley yells, stop. Dean says, Joe. And Dean cocks his gun and points it at Joe's stomach. Joe looks down on it. And Dean says, who did this? Um, Mr. McKinley starts crying and says, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So we cut to Dean walking away from the McKinley house. Someone's following him to baby. Uh, suddenly Dean turns around and points his gun at the follower who is actually the teenage boy from inside the house. The boy says, Whoa, Dean says, don't shoot, mister. Don't shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, what? The boy says, Crystal. She's still, Dean says, why? 
the boy says, there were these guys living out by Cross Creek, and they were rehabbing a cabin out there. Dean puts his gun away, and the boy says, mostly, I think they just wanted a place to drink and meet girls. Dean says, and Crystal and your sister knew these guys? But you couldn't be bothered to tell the cops that when your sister turned up dead? That's not what he says. <laughs> he says, but you couldn't be bothered to tell the cops that when your sister turned up dead. The boy says, I was sort of the one who brought them out there in the first place. I feel like even so, you would probably let them know that to save your sister if she's potential. Wait, okay, wait. Is this the dead girl's family or is this the missing girl's family? This is the dead girl's family. Okay, well, I mean, either way, that's not cool, but okay. Okay, so we cut to Rowena at her table reading from the Book of the Damned. Um. I'm going to attempt this Latin, okay? I actually don't even know if this is Latin. <laughs> Rowena reads, Samsu mima ezubu iluma ikibulu. And she translates, something made by God, but forbidden to man. Sam says, forbidden. Cass says, the, for- the forbidden fruit? Sam says, no. And Rowena looks impressed. And Sam says, the actual apple is the first ingredient? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Rowena reads, Samsu Mime Izabulu. Sam says, okay, uh, what's next? Uh, Rowena, wait, I, did I just, uh, I think I wrote this all down all wrong. Um, anyway, okay, Sam says, okay, well, um, okay, what did I do here? <laughs> I feel like I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I think I forgot to write the actual word. Okay, well, Marina does some some more uh, translating. <laughs> and Sam says, okay, well, God forbade false idols, right? Cass says, the golden calf. Sam says, wasn't that destroyed? Uh, Rowena reads, some sumimus and aramu. Ar- aramu? Emu? I don't know. <laughs> Sam says, great. <laughs> Have you heard that song? Yep. <laughs> the silly song with Larry. Did I show you that? Uh-huh, you did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sam says, great. Uh, the only people that will ever get that is anybody who grew up watching VeggieTales. Yep, yep, yep. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, Sam says, great. What's the third ingredient? God, I'm struggling. Here, let me just chug a little bit of coffee real quick. Fine. I'm crying. I'm cracking up about the same thing. It's not that funny. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. Sam says, what? Rowena says, the third ingredient. It's impossible. Sam says, what is it? Rowena says, loosely translated, my heart. Cass says, it's not impossible at all. Uh, Rowena says, not my literal heart feathers, something I love. The spell calls for me to kill it. Sam says, a sacrifice. Rowena says, precisely. The book will grant freedom from the curse, but it wants something in return. Sam says, well, then give it. Rowena says, (laughs) (laughs) hello. I know. Like, it is not, dude, like, it's not simple. I know. Rowena says, bring me something I love. I'll kill it. I want my freedom too much to make a fuss over that. The problem is, I don't love anything. Cass says, what about Crowley? Rowena says, happy to kill him. Let's not call it love. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. She's kind of awful. I know. (laughs) Cass says, I don't believe you. Everyone loves something. 
Cass walks over to Rowena and puts two fingers on her forehead. Then we see a vision of a young boy and a goat in a field. <laughs> we hear Rowena's voice say, Oscar, Oscar. Uh, Oscar waves to Rowena uh, back in real time. Uh, Cass takes his fingers off of Rowena. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> I know. Cass says, Polish boy, Oscar. Rowena says, I'm sorry, Oscar? You saw Oscar? Sam says, who is he? Rowena says, who was he? Uh, peasant boy. His family helped me through some difficulties 300 years ago. Sam's phone rings, and he walks away from Cass and Rowena to, ask, to answer it. It's Rudy. Sam says, Rudy, what's up? Rudy says, wish I could say it was good news, Sam. I just bumped into Dean, working a fangbanger case. He went an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Being a big jerk nugget. <laughs> he says, I bumped into Dean, working a fangbanger case in Superior. Sam says, Dean's in Nebraska, working a case. Rudy says, yeah, my case. And uh, he's not playing well with others. Sam says, yeah, Dean's not exactly in the best place right now. You know what? Do me a favor. Just text me the details, would you? Rudy says, all right, whatever you need. <clears throat> Sam says, okay, thanks. And they hang up. Uh, Cass asks Sam, what's going on? Sam says, Cass, take this. And he hands Cass a plastic bag. He says, it's Dean's hair. You need it for the spell. <laughs> Cass, I need you to do this for me. Make this spell happen, whatever it takes. Please. How just did he get sure it's his hair and not a cat hair? I know, but like, how did you get Dean's hair and when? Like, do you just have some on hand in case you need to make a spell, or was this like a late night, you know, drug you to sleep and get to chopping? Like, what happened? I feel like that's something that they would probably just each grab a handful of hair and just put it in someplace just in case, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I kind of want to know though. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> So we cut to outside a rundown shack in the woods. A man walks out with bloody hands. Uh, he starts to rinse them off in a tub of water. And then he sniffs the air and looks up to see Dean coming at him with a machete. Uh, the vampire fangs out and Dean swings the machete and blood splatters everywhere. Then Dean kicks open uh, the cabin door. He looks around and sees a vampire holding Rudy hostage. Um, Rudy's face is all bloody. Uh, the vamp is holding a knife to Rudy's neck. Uh, Crystal, the missing girl, is kneeling on the bed, and her hands are tied to a post. Rudy says, Dino, uh, this is Reggie. We're just going to talk, all right, and, uh, and come to an understanding. Reggie, the vampire, says to Dean, back your ass out of the room, mister, and leave the blade. Dean looks at his machete and says, yeah, no. Rudy, walk away. Rudy is like, no, Dean, no, just do what he says, okay? Dean says, he's like, you're going to get me killed, dude. I know, right? Dean says, he's not going to kill you. You're his insurance, all right? Now man the hell up and walk away. Reggie says, oh, I will kill him, friend. You keep yapping. I will. Dean says, do it. Rudy says, Dean. Reggie says, he's like, please don't tell him to do that. <laughs> I know. Reggie says, back up. Dean slowly walks towards Reggie and Rudy and says, do it. Reggie says, don't test me. Rudy says, Dean, stop. Dean says, you don't have the guts. Uh, Reggie puts the, t the knife tip over Rudy's chest and Dean pretends to like jump at Reggie and yells, ha! And so Reggie stabs the knife into Rudy's chest. <laughs> I know. What were you expecting was going to happen, stupid? I know, right? 
Yeah, Crystal starts screaming uh, as Rudy falls to the ground and quickly cuts Reggie's... Wait, what? That's I missed something. Uh, Crystal screams, and then Rudy falls to the ground, and Dean quickly cuts off Reggie's head with a machete. Crystal screams and cries a bunch more, and then she yells at Dean, What did you do? Just like that. <laughs> Dean says, You're a Crystal, right? Yeah, well, uh, I just rescued you. And he cuts the ropes off her wrists. Crystal says, he, you could have talked. You just, <laughs> but Dean just walks right out of the cabin and says, you're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, we cut to nighttime. Dean is in a motel room. He's washing his hands in the bathroom oh. sink. He looks in the mirror and sees his reflection. Uh, when he looks again, he sees Castiel's reflection. His face is all bloody. I'm assuming this is supposed to be when, like, Dean almost stabbed him in the face with the angel blade in the last episode. Is that what we're thinking or is he just thinking of a bloody cast in general i thought it was supposed to be like you beat him up this badly and now he's staring at you you know i don't remember yeah okay uh well <laughs> I, I wish i could tell you that yeah i, did, I think I that's what's happening I think this is like a moment of like dean's guilt you know right yeah probably okay Okay, so I, yeah, okay, so Cass is looking all bloody. Dean looks away and, and continues to wash his hands. He looks up at the mirror again and sees Rudy in the mirror. Uh, he washes his hands quickly and looks away, very upset. And then he punches the mirror and throws the TV onto the floor and basically just fucks up the entire room. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> and we cut <laughs> to Sam in his FBI suit. Uh, he is outside of the shack in the woods. Uh, he walks by an ambulance and Crystal is sitting inside and she is clearly in shock. There's some EMTs uh, with her assisting her. Crystal is saying over and over, he just let him die. He just let him die. Sam goes into the shack and goes over to the sheriff. The sheriff says, agent, maybe you can tell me what the hell is going on here. Sam sees Rudy and Reggie, uh, Rudy and Reggie's dead bodies. He stares at them in shock as the sheriff says, the way the girl outside tells it is one of your boys came in hot, got his partner killed, and then went in some kind of samurai. On, wait, that, that sounds weird. Then went some kind of samurai on that son of a bitch over there. I knew that boy. Uh, he continues talking, but Sam kind of zones out and starts spiraling. <laughs> so <laughs> we cut to a crossroads. Uh, Cass sets up a summoning ritual uh, and a flame like flashes out of a big bowl on the ground. Wow, I think I did this in the middle of the night because a lot of this doesn't make sense, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it's that's all fine. good. Yeah. Uh, Cass, like, paces and looks around. Crowley walks up and sighs. Um, uh, what did I do here? Crowley says, who summons anymore? Couldn't you call? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, your phone like a civilized person. I know. I mean, that does seem a little easier. <laughs> Cass says, you're not in my contacts list. Crowley says, what? <laughs> you don't have your phone number, bro. I know. Crowley's like, what? Cass says, I need your assistance to help cure Dean of the Mark. Crowley says, what's the expression? Uh, maybe I'd feel a little different if Sam Winchester hadn't just tried to bloody kill me. Cass says, I'm afraid no is not an acceptable answer. Crowley says, or what? Cass says, or, and he raises his hand at Crowley's face and like makes his concentrating face <laughs> Crowley says that's right burn those eyes blue spread those broken wings and destroy me or do it my way Cass lowers his hand and Crowley says right now 
beg. Cass says, what? Crowley says, blast me or beg. Cass says, Crowley. Crowley says, king. Cass says, king. If you, if you would, if you would be so kind. The three ingredients on this list. And he hands Crowley the list. Crowley reads, forbidden fruit. Well, for starters, it's a, a quince? Quince? How do you say that? Quince? Quince? Quince, I believe. And I'm pretty sure, so this is kind of funny. We just got a new product in at the spa that has that in it. It's like an apple. Hmm. It, but it's not, it's like a, oh, what? I think it's some sort of Asian apple, maybe? I don't remember. Okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different one, because we've got a couple of different things that have, like, different weird fruits in it that I've never <laughs> heard of before. <laughs> oh, yeah. So maybe I'm thinking of something else. But, yeah, it's okay. it's kind of like a tiny little apple thing. Okay. Okay. He says, it's a quince, you dummy, not an apple. No problem. Uh, golden calf, or what's left of it, check. Something Rowena loves. Cass says, I would have thought it would have been you, but... Crowley says, spare me. I've lived it. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I know. says, well, Crowley says, I'm in. And then Crowley teleports away. Uh, so we cut to Sam di- driving down a road. He's driving slowly, looking for baby, which he finally finds parked outside of a motel. He goes to the motel, motel room door and knocks. He calls out, Dean, it's me. Uh, there's no response. So Sam breaks open the door and finds like a broken chair by the door. He turns on the lights and sees the rest of the totally wrecked room. Then he notices keys and a note on the bed. He picks up the keys and then reads the note, which reads, she's all yours. Which is really just... Eh. <laughs> I know. Like, that, to me, that was like, oh, okay, he's not okay. Like, <laughs> that was he like... Don't drive off a me. cliff. You know? Yeah, that was the moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're, I guess we're finally there, you know? Yeah. Now it's serious. So <laughs> uh, we get outside of an abandoned, secluded Mexican bar. I think it's a bar, old tavern. I don't know. Yes. I don't. It looked just like a bar to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's an yeah, old abandoned no Mexican something, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a broken neon neon sign turns on, and the sign says "Wands." In red letters. There's some other words that are that are like not lit up, so I have no idea what it is, but doesn't matter. Uh, inside, Dean tosses a spray can of paint, uh, a spray paint can is what I meant, into his duffel bag. He has painted a symbol on a table and is setting up ingredients for a spell. He puts the ingredients into a bowl in the middle of the symbol. He t- he cuts his palm with a knife and drips blood into the bowl, and then he does some chanting, which I'm not going to attempt. Uh, there's a rumbly sound and some lights make popping sounds and then we hear death's voice say don't tell me that's queso (laughs) oh queso (laughs) i know that's right dean says yeah yes queso and uh taquitos tamales dean brings a tray of food over to death and says homemade by yours truly all with the bad fat consider it an offering Death sniffs at it and says, four? Dean says, I want you to kill me. So we cut to a short time later. Death is eating a taquito, (laughs) which is a great sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Death says, what I find truly fascinating, Dean. Mmm, that's good. 
is that you and I both know that I've been burned by you Winchesters before, yet you still call. Dean says, yeah, I know, but not this time, okay? No games, no second thoughts. I know you know what this is. And then Dean shows death, his mark of Cain, and says, I know you know what it can do. I've tried to fight it. I've tried to beat it on my own, and I can't. I got no no moves left except you. Death says, well, I never thought I'd see the day. My goodness, Dean Winchester has tipped over his king. But I won't kill you, Dean. Dean says, you're death. Death says, and that mark on your arm is the first curse. Nothing can kill you. Dean says, okay, well, forget killing me. Can you get rid of it? Death says, I could. Dean says, but... Death says, creatio ex nihilio. No, that sounded way too Harry Potter. Death says says something there. He says, God created the earth out of nothing, or so your Sunday school teacher would have you believe. Dean says, what? So Genesis is a lie? Huh? Shocker. Death stands up and says, before there was light, before there was God and the archangels, there wasn't nothing. There was the darkness, a horribly destructive, amoral force that was beaten back by God and his archangels in a terrible war. God locked the darkness away where it could do no harm, and he created the mark that would serve as both lock and key, which he entrusted to his most valued lieutenant, Lucifer. But the mark began to assert its own will, revealed itself as a curse, and began to corrupt. Lucifer became jealous of man. God banished Lucifer to hell. Lucifer passed the mark to Cain, who passed the mark to you. The proverbial finger in the dike. <laughs> I'm just going to giggle at that. I know that's <laughs> immature, but he, 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 okay. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Dean says, well, that is just fan-freaking-tastic, isn't it? Death says, so I could remove the mark, but only if you will share it with another to ensure that the lock remains unbroken and the darkness remains banned. Dean says, I'm not doing that to anyone. <clears throat> Death says, what if I told you I could relocate you somewhere far away, not even on this earth, where you would still be alive, but no longer a danger to yourself or others? Uh, So we cut to Sam leaving Dean's motel room. Uh, His phone rings. It's Dean. Sam says, Dean. Dean says, I gave it a shot, Sammy. Sam says, listen to me. Whatever you're doing, whatever you've done, please. Dean says, hell, I even worked a case. I gave everything I had to beat this thing down. Sam says, I saw. I saw Rudy. Dean says, well, then you saw what I did. Sam says, no, that wasn't you. Dean says, sure as hell felt like me. Brother, I'm done. Sam says, no, no, you're not. Dean. Dean says, grab a pen. It's time to say goodbye. So we cut to inside a diner. A waiter walks over to a customer with a pot of coffee. The waiter says, get you a refill, Jimmy. And then the waiter goes to the coffee maker and turns his back to the rest of the diner. There is a, like, huge loud loud sound of glass breaking. Uh, So the waiter quickly turns back to find all the customers in the diner are now dead. And Crowley is standing there. Crowley says, fancy a story. The waiter says, you, what did you do? Crowley, like, flicks his hand and the waiter is forced back and pinned against the back of the counter. Crowley sits down at the bar and says, a long, long time ago, there once lived an evil bitch, sorry, witch, (laughs) who was forced to flee her home and her only son because she was, well, horrible. 
Starving. (laughs) I love this story already. (laughs) Starving and homeless, she threw herself upon the mercy of a peasant Polish family who took her in, fed her, and nursed her back to strength. The waiter, like, looks around nervously. (laughs) Crowley (laughs) says, this was a kindness she had never known. She was particularly taken by their eight-year-old son, who, apparently, she grew to love. Crowley slides a coffee cup over from a dead customer and says, Hmm. The waiter says, how do you know all this? I just want to say this waiter uh, is one of the the main actors on the show Letterkenny, which has so many supernatural um, actors. So it was, it was really mm-hmm. fun to see him on. The, I wish he was in more episodes. I guess here's spoiler. He's just in this episode. But it was still kind of delightful to be like, it's you. Yay. Well, we've seen him before. Oh, did we see him before? I don't remember that. Yeah. I thought this was the first time. was in that diner before. Oh, I don't remember That's this. He knew... We've seen him one time before. Not for very long. Okay. Did I already say all this in the last the last time we saw him? I feel like I didn't. No, because we didn't know who he was. We but still- I would have. No, no, no. I meant, did I say that this was the, the dude from Letterkenny? That's what I mean. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the same guy. Because I think I looked for that when we were when I was watching that other episode. Because this was just like an episode or two ago. You're talking about, right? Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, I think it was a different. Well, whatever. Okay. This is where we're at, folks. We have no idea what we're talking about. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Uh, The waiter says, how do you know all this? Crowley says, a hamster told me. Uh, Crowley Crowley dumps some sugar into his coffee cup and stirs it. He says, tragically, the boy was terminally ill and soon to die. But before the witch departed, she gave the boy and his family the only things that made sense. She cured the boy with one spell and cast another that would take root once he was full grown. That lying, manipulative whore mother of mine gave you immortality, <laughs> didn't she, Oscar? <laughs> so we cut to Sam pulling up to the abandoned Mexican bar in Baby. It's daytime still. Sam walks in and he sees Dean standing in the middle of the restaurant and Death is standing behind him. Sam says, hey. Dean says, Sam? Sam says, what is this? Dean says, we need to talk. Sam says, whatever you're thinking of doing, don't. There is another way. You don't need to go with him. You don't need to die. Dean says, funny you should say that. Truth is, when I left, I thought the only way out was my death. Well, I was wrong, Sam. It's yours. Sam looks confused. <laughs> He's like, um, I don't like where this is going. Uh, what? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we cut to a short time later. Uh, we're still with Death and the boys. Um, Sam says to Dean, what? He's going to he's gonna send you to outer space? <laughs> Dean says, no. Well, he didn't say outer space. Sam says, this is madness, Dean. Death says, far from it, I'm afraid. Sam says, no one's asking you. Dean says, hear him out. Death says, our conundrum is simple, Sam. Your brother cannot be killed, and the mark cannot be destroyed, not without inciting a far greater a far greater evil than any of us have ever known. Sam says, what evil? Dean says, the darkness. Sam says, what the hell is that? Dean says, well, what does it sound like? Does it sound like a good thing? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, really, though. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Death says, even if I remove Dean from the playing field, we're still left with you, loyal, dogged Sam, who I suspect will never rest until his brother is set free. Um, 
will never. Uh, what did I do here? Will never rest until his brother is free of the mark, which simply cannot happen, lest the darkness be set free. Then there was that time you stood me up. Sam looks uncomfortable <laughs> and walks over to dude. He's Sam's got a stupid face on. I know. He's like, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that one time. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I thought maybe you were, you forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says to Dean, you traded my life. Dean says, I'm willing to live with this thing forever as long as they know that I and it will never hurt another living thing. Sam says, this isn't you. This doesn't make any sense. Dean says, no, it makes perfect sense if you stop thinking about yourself for one damn minute. Okay, how often does Sam think about himself, though, especially in these situations? Like, really, I don't think that's what's going on here, but okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be argued that Sam thinks about himself a lot, but <laughs> sometimes. I mean, as far as, like, the, you know, I'm going to do the thing that, you know, like, keeping, like, getting the mark off of Dean and all that sort of stuff, like... There's usually other options, and, like, I mean, we can go back to the whole, like, you know, Ruby situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know. I, yeah, I guess I just mean, like, Sam is Willie. Willie? Wow. That's not what I meant. I meant, no, I forgot what I meant. Okay, I think I meant that Sam is usually totally willing to die to help others, which is well, sort yeah, of the opposite. Of, but I guess I just meant that. I, yeah. But, but let's just stick with Sam is Willie, because I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, where am I? Okay. Um, okay, Dean says, it's for the greater good. Once you consider that, this makes all the sense in the world. Uh, we cut to Rowena's abandoned brewery. Crowley walks up to Cass and Rowena, and he says, why the long faces? Oh, let me guess. Mother showed you her mustn't touch it again. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle that. I cannot handle that. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Cass says, do you have the ingredients? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> Crowley puts a small bag on the table. Uh, Rowena goes to pick it up, but Cass grabs her hand away from it. Crowley says, the quince cost me a major IOU with a Palestinian warlock. Cass opens the bag and hands the quince to Rowena. Crowley says, the gold from the calf. Well, let's just say I'll be hanged under certain sexual deviancy laws if I ever show my face in Jordan again. <laughs> Rowena says, and the third. Crowley says, ah, yes. All my long life, I wondered what I'd done to deserve a mother who refused to show love. I pained over it. I built my bloody kingdom on top of it. Rowena sneers and starts grating the forbidden fruit into a bowl. Ro Crowley says, then one day, epiphany struck. My mother was incapable of loving anything. For the first time in hundreds of years, I felt free. And then you showed up... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. He says, and then you showed up in my dungeon. We communed, and I began to realize you weren't incapable of love. You're incapable of loving me. Rowena says, goodness, Fergus, save it for the stage, why don't you? I mean, <laughs> fabulous speech, but you put yourself on far too high a pedestal. The fact remains, I do not, will not, and have not loved anything ever. Crowley snaps his fingers, and Oscar walks into the room. 
Oscar and Rowena stare at each other. Crowley says, you were saying? Uh, we cut back to the bar. Dean says, remember when we were in that church making Crowley human, about to close the gates of hell? Well, you sure as hell were ready to die for the greater good then. Sam says, yeah. And Dean, you pulled me back. Dean says, and I was wrong. You were right, Sam. You knew that this world would be better without us in it. Sam says, no, no, no. Wait a second. You're twisting my words here, Dean. Dean says, why? Because we we track evil and kill it? The family business? Is that it? Look at the tape, Sam. Evil tracks us, and it nukes everything in our vicinity. Our family. They are kind of monster magnets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's what happens when that's your business, and you get, yeah. you know, your reputation of, you know, killing all the things. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, you know, they're going to want to take you out. You know, <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah. Uh, Dean says, our family, our friends, it's time we put a proper name to what we really are and we deal with it. Sam says, wait a second. We are not evil. Listen, we're far from perfect, but we are good. That thing on your arm is evil, but not you, not me. Dean says, I let Rudy die. How is that not evil? I know what I am, Sam, but who were you when you... When you drove that man to sell his soul or when you bullied Charlie into getting herself killed. And to what I would end? just like to say that Charlie kind of did that on her own. I'll get into that later. But like, <laughs> I just I don't think what Sam did was bully her. Like, no, uh, there was no bullying happening. Like, no. Yeah. Right. OK. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Because. Mm, <laughs> OK. Uh, Dean says. And to what end? A good end. A just end. To remove the mark, no matter what the consequences? Sam, how is that not evil? I have this thing on my arm, and you're willing to let the darkness into the world. Sam says, you are also willing to summon death to make sure you could never do any more harm. Uh, you summoned me because you knew I would do anything to protect you. That's not evil, Dean. That's not an evil man. That is a good man crying to be heard, searching for some other way. Dean says, no, there is no other way, Sam. I'm sorry. And so Sam just punches Dean right in the face. I was not expecting that. I didn't feel like we were having a fighting moment, but yeah, well. here we are. I, I guess he tried all the reasoning and he's like, I guess I guess now we're just going to punch about it. So Now you're just stupid. <laughs> yep. Dean says, good, good, fight. And then Dean punches Sam in the face. Uh, so we cut back to the brewery. Rowena says, this is ridiculous. Cass says, do you love this man? Rowena, is it true? <laughs> He's like, I can't imagine you loving anything. <laughs> I know. Uh, Crowley says, of course it's true. Say hello, Oscar. Rowena looks at Oscar, and there are tears in her eyes. Oscar says, Rowena. Rowena says, even for you, Fergus, this is a new low. A cruel, shameful, disgusting low. Crowley says, it's only cruel if you actually go through with it. Though, who's the cruel one then? <laughs> we come back to uh, the bar. Sam and Dean are still punching each other. Uh, <laughs> Dean throws Sam. I know. Dean throws Sam to the ground. Sam tries to get up, but Dean punches him in the head. Dean does this two more times until Sam, uh, Sam, I guess one of his teeth fall out. <laughs> and then Sam holds his hands up and says, that's enough. Hey, that's enough. Sam kneels on the floor, looks up at Dean and says, you will never, ever hear me say that you 
the real you is anything but good. Dean rolls his eyes. And Sam now has tears in his eyes. He says, but you're right. Before you hurt anyone else, you have to be stopped at any cost. I understand. Um, Sam, single man tears. And then (laughs) takes a deep breath. And then says, do it. Death walks over to Dean and hands him his large scythe. Dean takes it and Death says, please, do me the honor. Sam and Dean look at each other and then Sam nods at Dean. Dean says, close your eyes. Uh, Sam, single man tears again. Will we call that a double man tear? Or is it only double if it happens at the same time? I need to know the terminology for man crying, apparently. I feel like if he has multiple tears at the same time, then it would be more than one. But if it's just the, you know, the one that keeps keeps one at a time, it's still a single man tear. I'm going to go with that. Okay, I like it. Okay, Sam single man (laughs) tears again. Uh, And Dean says, Sammy, close your eyes. Sam says, wait. And he reaches into his jacket and pulls out some pictures. Sam says, take these. And one day when you find your way back, let these be your guide. And they can help you remember what it was to be good, what it was to love. Sam puts the two pictures on the floor. One is the one of Mary and Dean. Um, well, when, you know, Dean's like a toddler or whatever. Not a toddler. What, like five? Doesn't matter. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and another one of Mary and Dean and Sam as a baby. Uh, Sam looks back up at Dean. And Dean looks really conflicted. Death says, it's for your family you must proceed, Dean. Uh, to be what you are, to become what you've become, is a stain on their memory. Do it, or I will. Sam nods to Dean again, and Dean says, forgive me. Uh, as Dean prepares to swing the scythe, Sam shuts his eyes. Then Dean swings, and instead of slicing into Sammy, he stabs it right into death. <laughs> Everyone looks shocked. Just a quick turnaround and smacks him. Yep, everyone looks shocked, and then <laughs> death, like, crumbles into ash. Uh, We come back to the brewery. Rowena is smiling through tears at Oscar. She says to him, you've grown so big. Not too big to give your old Auntie Rowena a hug, I hope. Oscar says, I hope I haven't hurt you. And then Rowena and Oscar hug. Rowena says, don't think about that one moment. Everything's fine, Oscar. Everything's fine. Rowena looks angrily over at Crowley as she hugs Oscar. And we see that she is holding a pen in her hand. She says, Nobody's hurting anybody. Rowena pulls back from the hug and says, goodbye, my sweet wee boy. And then she stabs Oscar right in the neck. (laughs) Oscar looks shocked. I don't know why I'm giggling at that. (laughs) It was honestly kind of funny. Not not her. The way that you said it, it. she stabs him right in the neck. (laughs) She did. Yeah, I think also I thought it was just kind of a comical death for him because this 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 actor in Letterkenny is such a funny character yeah and this death scene is is kind of humorous for him with all the the splurting blood and everything it was like (laughs) wow that's quite a death scene so anyway Rowena pulls the pen out and blood is just like gushing out of his neck she grabs him and pushes him down so that the blood pours into the bowl on uh, the metal bowl on the table (laughs) Rowena does some chanting and then she throws ingredients into the bowl with the blood uh, we cut back to the bar. Dean helps Sam stand up. Dean says, you okay? Sam says, I'll live. You? Dean says, fantastic. I think I just killed death. <laughs> and yeah, I Still there. <laughs> I know. Uh, we cut to Rowena spell chanting over the bull. 
she um what does that say she's pretty pissed off at crowley and crowley is enjoying it (laughs) uh then rowena yep then rowena adds dean's hair to the bowl and blue smart smoke (laughs) starts to rise out of it (laughs) smart 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 a powerful blast wave erupts from the bowl which knocks them all down a bolt of red energy shoots out of the bowl and to the roof making a hole in the roof we cut back to the bar the boys hear a weird shrieking sound. Dean says, does that sound right to you? <laughs> <laughs> and then the red energy bolt like smashes through the roof and hits Dean's arm. Uh, the mark glows red and then disappears. Uh, the red energy bolt shoots back up from Dean's arm and back out the roof. Dean stares at his arm and we see that the mark has faded away. We cut back to Rowena. Her chains fall away from her as she yells, Menete! Suddenly, Cass and Crowley cannot move. Crowley says, what's this? This is impossible. You're not powerful enough. Rowena says, to what? Control the legs of a bored king and a withered angel? She motions at Cass and chants, impetus bisterium. Cass, like, bends over in pain. Rowena picks up the Book of the Damned, the Codex, and the Codebreaker. She says, I'm afraid, Fergus, that in all your long life, You've never seen what a real witch can do with real magic. I'm terrifically pleased. It's the last thing you'll ever see. Uh, She does another chant, which I'm not going to attempt. And then (laughs) she points to Cass and then to Crowley. And then she walks right out of the room. Cass stands upright. And we see that he is bleeding from his eyes. He stares at Crowley, who says, Castiel, don't. Cass pops his angel blade out of his sleeve. <laughs> that just makes me laugh so much. It sounds like such a euphemism. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and he starts walking slowly towards Crowley. Crowley says, do not, don't, please. Cass raises his blade and goes to stab Crowley. Um, we cut to the boys walking out of the bar. It's still daytime. Sam says, this is good, Dean. This is good. The, the mark is off your arm. Nothing crazy happened. You get your baby back. And Sam gives Dean uh, the keys to the Impala. Dean says, yeah, I'm sure everything's perfectly fine. (laughs) As they walk away from the restaurant, they hear a loud cracking sound. They look up at the sky. Sam says, what the? But suddenly, several red lightning streaks hit the ground all around them. Then everything goes quiet. Sam says, what did death call this? Dean says, the darkness. He didn't (laughs) say it like that, but I wish he would have. The ground starts rumbling and black smoke kind of starts shooting out of the ground where the red lightning hit. Uh, the smoke gathers in one spot and forms like a huge rolling cloud of black smoke that begins to move towards them. It totally reminds me of um, the spell in Once Upon a Time that like rolls over the ground uh, yeah. across everybody. <laughs> you know, different color, but still. That's, I was like, oh, this is what's happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Dean says, get in the car. Sam says, yeah, let's go, let's go. So they run and they get into baby. Dean backs the car away from the bar, um, but gets the rear wheel stuck in a large pothole. <laughs> Back straight into a ditch. (laughs) I know, right? The tire spins as Dean tries to accelerate to get out of the hole. Um, But they're stuck. Sam says, Dean. And they watch as the cloud speeds towards them. Sam says, Dean. Uh, Then the darkness comes over the... Oh, I put like once upon a time. Yep. The darkness envelops them. And credits. Okay, so I have thoughts. 
And my first thought being is that we're together again. I know we are. <laughs> we weren't for the first part of this episode. <laughs> I know. We've had to cancel a couple uh, podcasting weekends for, for sicknesses that I'm going to go ahead and blame on, you know, Killian being a school-aged child. Because yeah, damn, <laughs> it's just it's just every other week. One after the other. Yeah, uh, but uh, but anyway, we're we're finally together, and we're gonna have Thai food tonight. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be amazing. Fresh rolls with peanut sauce. Heck yes, I want to drink that stuff. <laughs> I know, and we're gonna watch a scary but not actually scary werewolf movie. Yeah. <laughs> what is, you haven't even told me what it's called. I think it's called Werewolf Within, and it's based on the game, which I think is just called Wolf Within. Okay. But um, it's it's basically a, a a mystery. Who's the werewolf? Okay. But like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not quite slapstick. So anyway, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy yeah. it. It's got the AT and T girl, and she's oh, yeah. she's really delightful in this movie. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're gonna finish our episode, and uh, the sound probably sounds a little different. And sorry. Hopefully better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not worse. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me see. <clears throat> okay, my biggest pet peeve about this episode yes. is the, the whole fact that Dean's blaming Sam for Charlie dying. Now, while Sam got Charlie involved in the whole situation to, like, help figure out the whole, like, Codex thing. Yeah. I almost said Codex. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I think I almost said that, like, in the last episode or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no one wants to help with the Kotex. No. <laughs> Nobody even wants to be involved in the game. Nope. But, um, yeah, like, okay, yes, Sam got her involved. However, she wouldn't have died if she wouldn't have wandered off completely on her own without thinking, hey, like, I could be in danger. You know, right. like, there's no, like, she 100%, 100% got herself killed because if she would have just stayed and, like, Yes, maybe gone crazy with Rowena. She still would have been alive. Right. Like, also, that's not his fault. He didn't tell her to just it's not. abandon ship. You know. And I think Charlie, given the choice, would absolutely have wanted to help Dean in that way anyway. Not in the yeah. death way, but yeah, like doing what way, she yeah. was doing. You know, yeah. like that. Yeah. Even yeah. if you know, I I really do think that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. And like, she could have said no. It's not like Sam forced her. To be honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And I mean, wasn't there a whole thing where he, she was like, she said like he's not forcing me, or I guess you're not forcing me, or something. I don't remember. Like I there, don't remember. that was mentioned. I feel like at one point, maybe it wasn't during this specific time, but like hmm. before with it. I don't remember. Like, yeah. Whatever. And also, yeah, I mean, Dean uh, blaming Sam. I, I mean, we all know where that's coming from, but also I wonder if part of that is like you know, the Mark's influence as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm you sure know? that's definitely part of it, but it's just kind of like, really? You yeah, because like, Dean seems... She got herself killed because yeah. she wandered off. Like, yeah, at this point, it, with Dean, with the Mark of Cain, I think that he is really happy to find a reason to be angry about anything. Oh, yeah. You know, just, like, so, yeah. And a, and a murder yeah. mission. Great, now I get to murder these people. Yeah, like, Perfect, you know? Yay, so, revenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's an excuse yeah, to I, kill somebody. Yeah, I do wonder, like, how much he would have, like, if he would have said the same thing to Sam, though, about that if he hadn't been influenced by the mark. I don't know he would have said it, yeah. but he probably would have felt it knowing Oh, yeah, like, right. Right, 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 So, I mean, I don't think it changed much other than he's, like, less of a filter. 
Right. As far as that. And, like, Mm -hmm. more angry, less filter. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, I feel like the feelings behind it would probably have, that would have come out at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, because it's Dean, so Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But anyways, I thought it was a big bunch of bullshit, so. (laughs) I did, too. I I really hated it. Like, okay. And, like, I don't understand why Dean and Death, I guess, felt the need to, like, kill Sam. Like, why could... There's so many other things that you can do <laughs> to make him not go after Dean. You know, yeah, like, that didn't make a ton of sense to me either. Like Killing him seems extreme. Right. Like, also, wipe his memory or something. Or, you know, yeah. like, just, like, make it seem like Dean never existed. Like Part of me wonders if that was, like, to sort of untether Dean's emotions as well. Not that he's, you know, in his normal emotion yeah. place with Sam because of the mark, but... But here's the thing. I feel like that would have made it worse if he actually killed him, because even if he's, like, in a different universe or whatever, like, he's still going to, like, freak out that he had to kill his brother. Right. Like... I agree with that. Yeah. Know. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. Okay, now, I, I don't remember if we talked about this already or not, but... <sighs> Dean... Okay, I was reading something... <laughs> That said that Dean didn't mean to kill Death. That he... That was an accident. That he... Scythed, well, it wasn't an official thing. It was like somebody's yeah. blog or something yeah. that I had... It, yeah. And then I was just like, that is not the impression I got at all. No. I th- They probably took his look of surprise. Uh, like, oh, surprise, it actually worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a surprise. Oh, I just did that? Like, no, that yeah. wasn't an I just did that. that Dean. Was that, oh, my God, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> what I saw, and I rewound it a couple times because yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like what I uh, saw is that Dean pretended like he was going to kill Sam mm-hmm. and then killed Death. Yeah. So he didn't have to kill Sam, right? Yeah. Is that what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, that's how I took it. You right. Know, like, right. I'm pretty sure that's how most people took it. Like, whatever people are going to have their opinions about whatever and that's fine that's I don't, okay you know, yeah like, but i was just like that was not an accident what? no okay. like that was the purpose i feel like yeah so, okay whatever uh i really love julian riching richings riching as as death i am bummed that this is his death scene yeah um yeah just, I, I love him. I love yeah. him so much. He plays a good death. Yeah. You know, like, kind of snarky. Yeah. Like, uh, it's what you would expect death would be, you know? He made like, it really, like, not so one-dimensional and quite interesting, you yeah. know? So, no, I just thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm bummed. I'm bummed he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other thought that I have was that I thought that the whole darkness thing was way later for some reason like, oh i knew it was now know? just because of the the mexican bar death dying situation See, but yeah. like once i was watching it i was like oh yeah but that for some reason i like thought it was a later season or something mm. that like all that started to come up and so yeah i don't know that's just me not being able to place anything i guess mm-hmm. but, i have thoughts about the whole darkness situation but yeah. this is probably not the right episode to go into all that. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Yeah. In the next couple, yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your favorite moment from this? Oh, fuck. Um, I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, I... Mm, yeah. I, I don't remember this episode. Um... <laughs> I since we were just talking about it Oscar, Rowena, the whole like there was that situation mm-hmm. um, you know, death relocating Dean potentially mm-hmm. 
You know, I am I, just because this is the thing that I absolutely always remembered about this episode. Um, I'm going to go with Jared Padalecki's acting at the end there when he is, you know, when Dean's about to kill him. He's like, he's down on his knees. He's, you know, he's like, hey, you know, look at these pictures. Just keep these, you know. Uh And like, I don't know that something about his like puppy dog look with like the single man tear. I have never forgotten that moment. Well, because it's like the one time I feel like for me that Sam actually kind of like gave up. He did. Yeah. There was nothing like, yeah, he's like there's no way I can fight him off. Uh, there's no way I can fight him and death off. He's like, okay, I've like, I've resigned, you know, mm-hmm. like this is what this is. You yeah. Know? That's yeah. Kinda, yeah that, I just, I also think that like, we just haven't seen <coughs> that actor make that expression before that I remember really. It just, it really stuck with me. So yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing that's coming to mind that I can think of where he probably would have looked like that was the whole, um, Madison, right? The werewolf. Oh yeah, but he was like but eighty thousand like, years younger and had oh yeah, like a little you know, different, you know, twelve like, year old hair. I'm so like, that's the twelve year old hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, little <laughs> yeah. bit of a beaver look going on. But like, yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I can see what you're saying, but like that's probably the closest thing that I could come up with that I could remember that mm-hmm. like he might have looked like that. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, I think I did say this before, but that that Oscar's death scene yeah. was just funny as shit to me you know just yeah. I, I think they they did it a little comically like with like the super blood spurting out of his yeah. neck that and i just i love that actor from letter kitty so it's just yeah. kind of like what a good death scene you got that's awesome i remember so. the first time i saw that death scene for some reason i thought she had stabbed him in the neck with a pen i thought it was a pen i thought it was a I pen thought, wasn't it was it a pen or was it something else they didn't give her anything else she well, got. Sure she got to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> she might kill somebody. <laughs> Why did I think that it was something? For some reason, in my brain, I thought it was something to do with like the spell, like you know. Like, oh, you I know, see. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever tool she needed for that, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I thought the, it was a pen. But... Pen. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Um. Mine was when, oh, I forget. So Crowley was talking, who is he, Crow- who is he Crowleying to? <laughs> I mean, it works, out. yeah. Um, but he's like, a hamster told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not lying. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, just casually like, oh, yeah, like, this hamster told me. And everybody's like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> what if, like, you want to slow down and, like, repeat that again? He's like, uh, we're mo- we've moved on. Uh-huh. I never have either, but I mean, but I'm still, you know, I'm still aware of it when it was happening, but yeah, I didn't think it was that long. That's crazy. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
So it says, Crowley mentions that the forbidden fruit from the Garden of Eden was not an apple, but a quince. Uh, quince is one of the fruits that ancient sources have theorized to be the fruit, since it's never actually identified in Genesis. Hmm. I mean, yeah, because a lot of people are like, ooh, she ate the apple. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But it doesn't say an apple. It just says she ate the forbidden fruit. Hmm. So, but I mean, <laughs> quince is kind of a type of apple. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, right. <laughs> it's the fruit that she wasn't supposed to eat that was apple adjacent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if it wasn't? What What's the most ridiculous fruit? Like, what if it was? I can't even think of a ridiculous fruit. What makes a fruit ridiculous? I am spiraling, Rochelle. I am in a very <laughs> weird place, and these these questions it seem was, important. So we know it was a tree because it was from the tree of life. Okay. So it would have to be a tree fruit. Okay. Let's go. What if it was like a fucking tangelo or something? <laughs> coconut or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would be really happy if it was a coconut. It would have to be something that would grow. Like, I would guess Middle East. Well, where was the Garden of Eden? It was in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So... I gotta say, my uh, knowledge of Middle Eastern fruits is <laughs> not up to par. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. Hmm. Uh, oh, I wonder if that's a tree fruit. Hold on. What? <laughs> Pause for dramatic effect. Okay. Huh? Do I know any regions tree fruit? Really? <laughs> no, I guess I don't. Oh, that's Asian. Let's see. Well, Never mind. Let's that see. wouldn't be. Have you ever heard of a yuzu fruit? No. It's kind of like a lemon. Hmm. I so we sell eminence at um, the spa that I work at, mm-hmm. and they have this new like yuzu body oil or body. It's like a hard oil, so you, um, it's not quite like a solid, but kind of, and a little bit goes really long way turns out mm-hmm. but it kind of smells lemony you know it's, it's it's a good one but i've never even heard of it i haven't um i wonder if Ooh, grape sorry i looked it up grapes are on this vine. says serotonia okay it says carob tree is carob considered a fruit i've never even this heard says, of it <laughs> you've never had carob i don't think so oh my god okay so it's vaguely chocolate like vaguely and they make it look like chocolate. So it's like the healthy replacement. Ah, so, no, no, listen. <laughs> this was what I had to have as a child. Oh. Mm. Honestly, I don't have any problem with it. It's fine. It just, it tastes like chocolate-ish, and but like a different type of thing, but still, you know, yeah. as sweet and as yummy, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to complain about my childhood right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the quince. Um, I don't know where it comes from because it doesn't say this, but it is kind of similar to like a pear and an apple. Oh, that doesn't sound bad. Cool. So. Okay. So yeah. So sort of like those Asian pears, you know? The, yeah, yeah. It does look kind of more like a pear, but the inside's kind yeah. of like an apple. Yeah. 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 Cool. A little bit. Okay, so I'm looking at... I don't remember how I got to this point. <laughs> Middle Eastern fruit trees. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I... Yeah, okay, so carob tree, which I guess carob okay. is a fruit, which I still feel is weird, but okay. Date palm. Sure. 
Pomegranate. I could see a pomegranate. That seems to be very like this. Yeah, me too. This is almond tree, but almonds are not fruits, right? Olive is a fruit. I said almond. Oh, almond. No, almond is a nut. Right. What are we even? What are we even doing here? I don't know. Crazy article. Okay. All right. Mulberries. What? (laughs) A musk melon. Ooh, that 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 seems like a bad idea. Armenian plum. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. We're gonna, I'm gonna we go, should stop. <laughs> I'm gonna go with, it was fruit. It was forbidden. Okay. I shouldn't have eaten it and she did. Anyway. Perfect. Um, where even was I? Oh, yeah, interesting facts. I was like, what are we even doing? Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. So it says, the Latin incantation that Dean uses to summon death is. Te Date de fixi, nunc and et in, oh boy, eternum, <laughs> which loosely translated means, I invoke you now, death, you are in my control now and forever. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, so it says the title refers to the passage in the Bible when God questions Cain after he was, ki- or after he has killed his younger brother Abel. Um, then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? Mm, okay. Um, it says, the Latin phrase, death says, creatio ex nihilo, translates to creation from nothing. Um, this one's kind of funny. Dean mentions Tuscaloosa. <laughs> There's only one city named Tuscaloosa, and it's located in West Alabama. Oh, okay. That's Because I remember saying that and then being like, mm-hmm. is that what? a place? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Uh, so it says the term fangbanger is used in True Blood from 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, the term is used to describe a man or woman having relations with a vampire. It's also a derogatory term. Yeah, it like is. Like a buckle bunny or, you know. <laughs> Have you watched True Blood? I can't remember. No. I, th- I think you would highly enjoy it. Is it a TV show or is it, it is a... It is a TV topic? show. It was on HBO and it's, it's after, it's after like books and the books are like sort of lighthearted, um... And they made the show sort of funny, but also, like, on HBO. Oh. So, yeah. 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 So, you would like it. Um, okay. So, it says Roger Haskett, um, who plays Mr. McKinley, um, previously appeared in the episode Supernatural, You Can't Handle the Truth, as Dr. Paul Connolly. So, that must be the girl's dad. I think so. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the other episode, though. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, it says, uh, Jensen Ackles mentioned at a Supernatural convention, I'm guessing before this aired, um, that another fan favorite would die in the finale of season 10. Mm, okay. What if? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says, Oscar, the Polish boy that Rowena loves, took the name Seth, um, which is the name of Adam and Eve's third son. Uh, their first sons were, of course, Cain and Abel. Um... I don't know that they did that on purpose. It could be a coincidence, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it says, <laughs> the Latin incantation from the Book of the Damned. Oh, boy. Manete impetius bestiarium dele malum hoc. That Rowena uses to force Castiel to attack and kill Crowley loosely translates to stay, become an attack beast, and destroy this evil. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it says, death 
says Dean Winchester has tipped over his king. Um, this is a chess reference. If you resign the game to a better opponent, you knock over your own king symbolically. Huh. Um, I feel like more than a few people probably just, like, thrown it. <laughs> yep. I would. I know, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> our last one is <laughs> another Latin incantation. Well, Yay. I shouldn't say our last one. There's one other one, I guess, but... Um, it says the Latin incantation that Rowena uses to remove the mark of Cain from Dean is <laughs> Abmanu de Abmanu hominis ab cruori cordis me ad fasuro in aternium <laughs> tole maledictionem maledictionum Tuam ab hoc vero. <laughs> Roughly translates to, by your hand, from this man's hand, by the blood of my heart, my eternal love, take your maledictions from this man. Huh. Okay. Um, and it is the final episode to feature Julian Richings. I hate it. I kind of wonder, like, do we see any, like, flashbacks or anything of him? I don't know. Like... We must not. Maybe we do. I don't know. Like, yeah, I can't remember any. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen though. Yeah, some of the and the thing is, is some of these interesting facts. Like, you could tell that like, (laughs) there's been few that I'm like, yeah, they have no idea what they're talking about. You know, because it's just like random people that can go on. It's like Wikipedia, right? You can add whatever you want. So yeah, um, yeah. There's that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So. Our research <laughs> is off of Ranker. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Um, and it's the 14 most insane Mexican food-related crimes. <laughs> I love it. Because we can. Yes. Um, so. Oh, now that we're together, we need to get Mexican food. We'll do it tomorrow for sure. Okay. Maybe not before we go to the soccer game. What time is the soccer game? It's like a two. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's, after, because that's just can, like, like a porter potty experience <laughs> we could in the just, rain. We could just like go afterwards to like warm ourselves back up from sitting outside. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, no, thank you. I do not want to vote now. Okay. Um, so it says, from a slayer who tapes burritos to his victim's arms. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> To a man who firebombed a Taco Bell for not getting enough meat on a chalupa. Wow. To a person who made tamales out of human meat. Here are some of the most heinous, unthinkable, and insane crimes committed with or related to Mexican food. And I will say, I read through all of these and I don't remember anything about human meat being in Hmm. any of them. So, I mean... Not that it's very possible that I don't remember that one, but I feel like that one would stand out. Yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Because... It is what it is. Um, it says, Mexican food is delicious, but is it good enough to kill for? For the people involved in the crimes on this list, it was. <laughs> Some of the crimes on this list were crimes of passion, if your passion is more meat, while others were just drunken mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says, next time you bite into a burrito or taco, be sure to check it for a hacksaw. Yes, that really happened. Again, don't remember hearing about that one on this list so that's fine um and give thanks that you're safe and sound and not the victim of an insane mexican food crime (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) the title of this first one wife hits husband with a burrito he responds by stabbing her with a fork (laughs) 
What a douchebag. <laughs> I mean, I would probably feel like stabbing somebody with a fork if they just threw a burrito at me. Like, <laughs> But also, thanks for the burrito. Now I can eat this. Well, she hit him. She didn't throw it at him, right? She, like, I think... smacked him with it. So she's still holding it. Therefore, it's not a gift. Right? Um... It's not a here, eat this. <laughs> uh, let me just read it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to find out. I'm just going to read the thing. Um, so it says, what do you do when you're fed up with your husband's drinking and you'd like him to finally listen to you for once? <laughs> Suzanne Hurlvert. <laughs> <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 51, responded to this dilemma by hitting 66-year-old Carl Owen Smith in the back of the head with a half-eaten Taco Bell Burrito Supreme. <laughs> That's not even going to hurt. No. I would assume, though, that she probably, like, smushed it into his head or something like that. Because if yeah. she hit him with it, she didn't just chuck it at him. Right. So, like, she, like... So maybe it's a little harder know. than a breaking <laughs> yeah. tortilla shell. You got shell. some, like, hand power behind yeah. that, <laughs> that I burrito. Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Um, it says, in return, Carl Smith stabbed her in the hand with a fork and walked to the local bar. <laughs> the fork was lodged so deep in his wife's hand that it had to be removed by doctors in a nearby hospital. Smith reportedly started laughing when deputies showed him pictures of the damage he had done. <laughs> oh my god, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, but like, he's drunk, it checks out. You know, like, ha 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 ha, you right, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> I can yeah. see that, like, hopefully after he was not drunk anymore, he might have felt differently. I hope so. Hmm. I'm judging. I'm judging Oh, uh, yeah. Like, All I'm right. not saying it was a good choice. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> when you're drunk, you do dumb things, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> this one is woman pulls knife because of bad Taco Bell Wi-Fi. What? Yeah. Um, so it says 48-year-old Taco Bell lover Amber Henson uh, really needed to get online while eating her burrito in Tilikwa, Oklahoma. I probably totally butchered that. Um, so when the fine establishment's Wi-Fi stopped working, she got understandably upset. Less understandable was her reaction. Already frustrated, she dumped a cup of water on a teenage boy who was in her way in front of the soda fountain. She was then kicked out of the restaurant, but she waited for the teens in the parking lot. The chief of police said when they left, she confronted them when they were at their trucks and pulled a knife out and said, if you want some of me, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, how old is this woman? 48. Okay. Um, she then fled the scene but was found and arrested later that day. She was charged with an assault with a dangerous weapon on a minor. Wow. That's a Karen. Wow. I'm sorry. That's oh, a Karen. yeah, right. Like, the slightest inconvenience is like, it's everybody else's fault. Like, wow. What do you think those teenagers did anything to the wi-fi like okay, right whatever. yeah that's crazy whatever um <laughs> this next one unclothed nacho man arrested for being unclothed and eating nachos <laughs> uh, so it says a man decided to spend his 23rd birthday running unclothed and covered in nacho cheese being found guilty of burglary and four other charges for the night <laughs> okay let's think about this <laughs> covered in cheese i think that that's a a poor decision to cover your naked body in cheese yeah. like especially like taco bell cheese because wait so is it, it did you say it was queso it's not it's nacho cheese okay so but like it's taco like bell liquid. level of cheese yeah like you'd be like scrubbing like the plasticky cheese off because once that stuff dries it's hard to get off right yeah you'd be all like yellow and chunky for <laughs> really yeah no yeah. that that 
that's a choice. I mean, he must have been drunk or high, Oh, right? I would assume so. Okay. Um, it says, Michael David Mon pleaded guilty to burglary, theft, vandalism, indecent exposure, and public intoxication. There we okay. go. Um, he was sentenced to three years in prison, but he was allowed supervised probation. Probation? Probation. That's what I was looking for. Three years for that? That's surprising to me for some I mean, reason. I mean, the burglary. You said burglary. Burglary, theft, vandalism, okay. indecent exposure, which will do another one in public intoxication. Like, eh, okay. okay, add it all, all up. Right. Eh, I can see that. Um, it says, if he stays out of trouble for the next three years, which he did, as all this happened in 2005, the charges were to have been completely expunged from his record. <laughs> oh my God. It says, a police officer found him the morning after in a parking lot of the pool. Wait. In the parking lot of the pool, so it must have been just like a public pool or something, Mm -hmm. after Mon had scaled an eight-foot fence and was seen running toward a Jeep with a box of stolen snacks and a container of nacho cheese, (laughs) which he then poured over himself. Okay, (laughs) I see. Maybe he was like, ah, I'm naked! How do I cover my body? Ah! Nacho shower. Also, homeboy was just hungry. You know? He was just drunk and hungry. (laughs) It says he had nacho cheese er, in his hair, on his face, shoulders, and arms. So it didn't cover the important bits. Oh, man. Um, It says he reeked of alcohol and was semi-incoherent, according to the police. In his Jeep, the officers of the town of Maryville, um, Tennessee, found clothing and an open bottle of vodka. (laughs) Yeah, checks out. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is a cop-slaying burrito thief. Mm. It says, Scott Curley, 23, was ordered by a judge to go through a psychiatric, I almost said psychotic evaluation. (laughs) I mean, psychiatric evaluation to determine whether he was competent to stand trial after being arrested for a crime involving Mexican food. Curley was facing charges of first-degree premeditated murder, aggravated assault on a police officer, and theft after a string of burglaries in Utah, where he would find schools and then break into them to steal weird things, Hmm. like boxes of burritos. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you could steal better things, probably, but whatever. Again, homeboy's hungry. I guess. Yeah. Um, It says, Deputy Brian Harris caught up with Curly during one of his burrito-stealing sprees and started a foot pursuit that would spill from Utah to Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Curly, according to his friends, had food stored in various spider holes in the mountains, then shot the officer with a high-powered rifle, ending his life. That's kind of crazy. Like, over some freaking burritos. Okay, but he had hidey holes, like, food stashes all over the mountains? Yeah. That's more interesting. I want to hear a little more about that. That's like a golem situation. Yeah, really. (laughs) The precious. That's that's much more interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear more about that. I know. Well, that's the end of that. Yeah. So you won't. But (laughs) unless you look it up. That's too much effort. (laughs) (laughs) This one is... Son hits mother with a taco. I feel like this is like any three-year-old, but that's fine. Um, It says, young Zachary Moore um, likes playing his Xbox a lot. So much that when his mother, Dina, called uh, called for him to come down for dinner, he refused, subsisting instead on his electronic glory. (laughs) When an enraged Dina came upstairs and unplugged the thing, Zachary responded by slapping her on the arm and throwing a taco, which was made for... For the aforementioned, which was made for the aforementioned dinner in her face, oh. the taco tosser. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> was arrested and charged with battery as well as taco abuse. Oh my gosh! Okay, you arrested it. Wait, how old was he? It doesn't say. Oh, it just says young Zachary Moore. Hmm. So like, probably not a toddler then. If they yeah, really I would assume. Him. And if he was arrested. 
I would assume that he was probably at least 18. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how do you arrest somebody for throwing a taco at someone? Yeah. Like. I don't think you do get arrested for that. Probably not, unless his mom was also a little bit nuts and, like, was like, take him to jail, he was mean to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like, there could be worse things. Would that be really frustrating and, like, would I be pissed? Yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Jail-worthy? No. Right. Anyway. Um, so this one is brother-in-law throws a burrito. Um, it says, 36-year-old Florida man, Erica, Erica, Eric Brown, mm-hmm. uh, was charged with a misdemeanor after he hurled a Taco Bell burrito into the face of his 16-year-old brother-in-law, doing so with force. The young man had apparently been acting disrespectfully towards his mother, which Brown witnessed, prompting, prompting him to dish out cheesy punishment. Honestly, like, some kids need a cheese to yeah. face. Also, you know, like, <laughs> real quick, why are these all Taco Bell related? I mean, not all of them have been, but most of them have been Taco Bell. Which yeah. is kind of hilarious. I'm not, I'm not unhappy I about mean, it. I mean, like, Just I feel like a lot a of people go to Taco Bell, and let's be real, if you're gonna throw a taco at somebody, I'm not gonna throw a good taco at somebody. I'm gonna eat that shit. You know, yeah, like, right. so... Like, and especially, like, their Taco Bell burritos are mostly just, like, beans. That's true. And, you listen, know? I do love Taco Bell. I'm not oh, yeah. knocking like, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Like, I had it for dinner yeah. last night. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? But, like, yeah, if I was going to throw any sort of, you know, Mexican food at somebody, it would probably be Taco Bell. And I would call that loosely Mexican food. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, if I have some good Mexican food, I ain't wasting that shit. Yeah. So, oh, that's true. You know, that's true. There's that. Um, so it says, Brown asked the boy's mother to bring him a burrito and then pressed it hard into his face. (laughs) Um, the police also noted that the boy had burrito cheese, sauce, and meat all over his clothing and face. Yeah, well, still. Sounds. How are all these people getting arrested and stuff for, like, throwing food? Like, that's why I'm confused. Yeah, like, I don't think that's really jail worthy. No. So, like, hmm. this is what we're spending our tax dollars on is, like, burrito throwers? Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Any police out there, enlighten us, please. Like, there's got to be something else that we're missing behind this. (laughs) Right. Um, So, this one is a Del Taco employee stabs customer from complaining about order. I mean. That's what I'm talking about. That's more. (laughs) (laughs) Let's. I'm, let me, before I even read this, just from the title, say, the customer is not always right. Exactly. Yep. Like, I know that that might hurt some feelings. Nope. <laughs> I don't care. You nope. know, like, if it hurts your feelings, it's probably because you are that customer and you've never worked in customer service. So, exactly. sorry, not sorry. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, so, it says, um, everyone knows the first rule of retail industry is that the customer is always right. <laughs> False! Mm-hmm. Anyway, it says, but 28-year-old Del Taco worker Gabriel Villalba um, must have missed that training because after a dispute with someone who claimed Villalba has... Uh, Villalba? Yeah. <laughs> they spelled it two different ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, am I like... I don't know. Okay. Had gotten his order wrong. Villalba stabbed him in the gut with a knife. Um, the customer's injuries were considered serious but not life-threatening and Villalba... Uh, we've gone back to, um, was arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon. Suspicion. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I gotta wonder how bad that customer was. 
You know? Like... Oh, listen. There's been... I would never do that, but I could see where that would, like... Mm-hmm. There's some people who I can are too. just awful. Yeah, you know? like, I, I can too. And it's like, too. you know, <clears throat> not that I would do this, but if somebody were to do this, it would be to you. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You're an asshole. Anyway. It's true. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of weird. Um, so Taco Bell employee handcuffs himself to fellow employee. Oh. It says 25-year-old Jason Earl Dean um, had a crush on one of his fellow Taco Bell employees. But the 18-year-old woman of his affection wanted nothing to do with the romantic advances of Jason. Wait, how old was Jason? 25. Okay. So he took the next step and let her know how he truly felt by handcuffing himself to her as she tried to get into her car. (laughs) It says other Taco Bell employees saw what was happening and got her out, but not before Dean went on the run for, or went on the run for this woman. That doesn't make any sense. Um, it says he would caught he was caught two days later and got four years in prison for attempted kidnapping. Wow, Good. that's wow. What you know? That's stalker level shit. Well, if someone is saying no, thank you, handcuffing them's not going to convince them. No. I don't understand what he thought. Maybe he just thought I'll force it then. Yeah, not yeah. I'll like her. that's. Yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like that's where most yeah. people that are would think that way would go to. From like, fine, if you're not gonna you know, do what I want you to with me asking nicely, then I'm just going to make you do it because yeah. this is what I want and I'm going to get what I want no matter what I want. Yeah. Or whatever, no matter what it is. Yeah. Know? So. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. That, yeah. I always wonder, like, how could people think they're, that's going to work? But also, like, if you're willing to, like, if you think that that is something that is actually okay to do, like, you're not in your right, you're not, oh, no. you're like, there is something absolutely wrong. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> 100%. so it's, it's Yeah. <laughs> Hard yeah. to get in that mindset, but yeah, no. Ugh. I hate people. Okay. <laughs> so this one is guy crashes his truck into a Taco Bell because he got short of a taco. <laughs> now you're short of truck. I know. And a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, was the taco worth it? And they probably it? don't want you to go back there ever again, too. So no, that. Like, now you need a new restaurant. <laughs> now you need a new Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> and if you feel that strongly about tacos from Taco Bell, like, you probably shouldn't ruin that for yourself but anyway what do i know (laughs) so it says michael smith 23 of huber heights ohio um pulled into one of the drive or pulled into the drive-thru of his local local taco bell one night with one objective get tacos and realizing that he had in fact not gotten one of the tacos he ordered his taco obtaining mission appeared to appeared to have failed i cannot read right now. <laughs> like my english not so good i don't know what's happening anyway it says so he did what any spurned taco wanter would do crashed his truck into the restaurant and drove away smith's truck was leaking oil which made for an easy follow and he was uh-huh. arrested on charges of felony vandalism <laughs> that's hilarious fucking dumbass like god so stupid the things that people do anyway this one is taco meat fight requires paramedics <laughs> Oh. This one, it says, sometimes couples fight about silly things that don't mean anything in the clear light of day. So it was for Neana Williams, 20, who later told police that she and Michael Love, 28, began arguing when Love didn't leave much taco meat for her after he took his share for dinner. (laughs) I mean, that's just inconsiderate. Yeah, and, like, let's be real. Oh, great, like, you're going to take this much and... I'm the one who probably, like, she's probably the one that made the food. Oh, yeah. And was like, here, you get to go first. And he took all of it. Like, 
that would piss me right off too. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna go to assault for it, <laughs> you know. But like, I mean, like, <laughs> but still, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um. It says, what began as a tiff exploded into love kicking Williams out of their apartment and ended with love shoving Williams' face in the spicy taco meat. <laughs> but, like, wait, this can't be right. Huh. What's it say? Love was the one that stole the taco meat, and yet love was the one that kicked Williams out of the apartment and shoved her face in the taco meat. I'm confused. He got called out on his bullshit and shoved her face in the taco meat and kicked her out of the apartment. Wow. Like, hey, maybe you should be more considerate. And he's like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to eat my taco meat. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, It says, a call to the local EMT was required to wash hot sauce out of her eyes. Uh Uh-oh. Love was booked on charges of disorderly conduct. (laughs) 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 Anyway. (laughs) This is... This one is a Taco Bell chair fight brings down pot grow house. <laughs> oh, leave the pot grow house alone. <laughs> I know, like, what do they do? <laughs> it says, being a criminal mastermind is hard, hungry work. Any slip can bring the police down on you, including accidentally hitting your partner with a chair when you meant to hit some other guy with a chair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it says, Denzel Green, 21, and Jose Serrano, 20. Uh, walked into a Livermore, California Taco Bell, whereupon Green whacked a striking, whacked striking a seemingly random man across his upper torso with a chair. <laughs> what? As Green went for a second shot, he inadvertently struck Serrano, knocking him down and causing him to bleed heavily from the head. Police said Aww. the two geniuses fled, leaving police to the leading police to their apartment, which had been converted into a pot greenhouse. Guns, meth, and heroin were also found at the apartment. Everyone involved was arrested. Oh my god, that's crazy. (laughs) Idiot. Yeah. He must have been high. There's no way. Like, he just walked in and was like, fuck that guy, hit him with a chair. And then, like, went, I'm gonna hit him again, and then missed. (laughs) That's like, that's like a slapstick movie. Yep. Like, uh, okay. Oh, man. That poor guy. <laughs> I'm, like, sweating, man. <laughs> um, this one is drunk kid crashes his truck into a Taco Bell four times. <laughs> <laughs> like, like in one, like know. in one drive? <laughs> or, like, four separate days? Okay, read on. I don't know. Um, so it says, 19-year-old Armando Lupercio of Gwinnett, Minnesota, had allegedly been drinking when he drove his pickup truck off the road and into a tree before continuing through the parking lot and smashing into the glass facade of a local Taco Bell. That's bad enough, but Lupercio drove around the corner uh, and promptly crashed into the building for a second time. (laughs) He then backed up and hit the building yet again. (laughs) And just for good measure, he made a sharp left and hit the building one last time. At that point, I think I'd I think I'd want to hit it on every side. You know what I mean? I think I I think the OCD in me would be really triggered, and I'd be like, "This isn't even." Put a hole in every yeah, hole. yeah. Otherwise, I might die. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, okay. It says, if you lost count, that's four times. <laughs> Even then, Lupercio allegedly continued to rev the engine before a police officer convinced him to leave the vehicle by drawing his weapon. Lupercio uh, reportedly said, I'm sorry, but the gas pedal was stuck. <laughs> okay. Blew a, 
0.142 blood alcohol content on breath test and was charged with driving under the influence, possession of alcohol by a minor, hit and run, improper lane change, <laughs> first degree criminal damage to property, and two counts of aggravated assault. Oh my god. So the last two were intentional, apparently. Yep. Uh, <laughs> stupid Taco Bell, getting in the way of my truck, I'm gonna hit you! <laughs> like... Oh my god. I'll show this you. Is, so this is funny. It's like, it's funny, but it's not funny, but it's funny. So, my great-grandfather, when he had dementia, when we took his license away, part of it was because he told us that a tree got in his way oh <laughs> when god. he was driving. Like, it just up and moved in front of him. As they do. I know. Yeah. Like, it just walked right in front of his car, and like... We were like, okay, you know, because we didn't know that any of this had happened, but we had mm-hmm. noticed, so he wanted to give, so we took his license away, right, and then he gave the car to my brother, because mm-hmm. it was somewhat new-ish, it was in good condition, I wouldn't say it was new-ish, it was older, but like, didn't have very many miles on it, and awesome. so yeah. my brother, you know, needed a car, and then he decided that he didn't want it, because ugh, whatever, anyways, that's a whole different thing, but, okay. um... There was a big dent uh-huh. <laughs> in one of the sides. And, like, not bad could be fixed. And it wasn't anything that, you know, like, was damaging to, like, the, you know, way it drove or anything. Yeah. But, like, we're like, dude, like, how did this happen? Where did this come from? He's like, oh, a tree got in the way. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. What do you mean a tree got in the yeah. way? Like, I, oh, you know, like. How did a tree get in the way? Like, he hit a tree, and, like, apparently the tree just, like, stepped in front of him like that. Like, his, like, he thought that the tree got in his way as he was driving, rather than he hit a tree when he was driving. Right. But anyways, that kind of reminds me of that. Oh, that's terrifying. It was, I mean, it was kind of funny, because, like, because there no was one some got damage, hurt. you know, yeah. but it wasn't like nobody got hurt or whatever. Right. It was just like, what the fuck? A tree got in the way? Like, how do you, yeah. how would you explain? I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so this one is intoxicated driver hands police officer a taco instead of an ID. Nice. (laughs) Um, And this is, of course, Florida. (laughs) No shade against Florida, but we've all seen the headlines, okay? (laughs) That's true. It is what it is. It says, Florida resident Matthew Faulkner um, was already having a bad night when he passed out drunk in the drive-thru line at his local Taco Bell. Oh, that sucks if you were behind him. <laughs> I know. Man. But when police came by to rouse him, um, his night got a lot weirder. <laughs> it says, according to the Miami New Times, um, when a deputy awoke Faulkner and asked for his identification, Faulkner reached into his bag and handed the officer a taco. <laughs> <laughs> When the officer repeated his request, Faulkner began eating the taco. (laughs) It was then discovered that Faulkner had fallen asleep, but left his foot on the accelerator while the truck was in park. The engine then caught fire. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) It says, yes, a guy used a taco as his ID while his car was on fire. Faulkner's blood alcohol level came back at three times the legal limit to drive and was arrested on DUI charges. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> okay, so the last one. It says, Del Taco customer avoids hassles pants. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a <laughs> type of pants or like a clothing type of pants. 
<laughs> Thank you for acting that out. That was the highlight of my day, actually. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it says a Mission Viejo, California. Or I'm guessing they meant at Mission Viejo, California. Um, a man was allowed to go quietly after pulling through the drive-thru of his local Del Taco res- restaurant without wearing pants. <laughs> The man was in a brown Honda and had a pit bull with him in the car, according oh, okay. to the OC Weekly. Deputies arrived to the scene but did not locate the suspect. The restaurant employees didn't want to file a police report, and the incident remains unsolved. <laughs> he just, like, went through the drive-thru without pants, with a pit bull, and he's yeah. like, fucking say something. I wonder if, like, he had <laughs> underwear on. I hope he did. Otherwise... Well, I feel like they wouldn't call the police if he had underwear on. I, I was, yeah, that's what I was going to say, You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. But you also think it'd be more specific in the article, especially Ranker doesn't really like to shy away from that. I know. The underwear distinction. So, huh. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just says without wearing pants. But so. I get it. Yeah. If there's a pit bull, I'm probably just going to be like, here's your fucking quesadilla. <laughs> Do your thing, dude. Do, you know, you like, want some hot sauce? Also, or? can I pet your dog? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe not because you don't have pants yeah. on. But like, yeah. normally I'd want to pet your dog. Also, can I give him a taco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I want to get a pit bull at some point. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I already told Travis. I was like, listen, like at some point. Because there's so many pit bulls in the rescues. And, like, mm-hmm. they're the biggest chicken shits mm-hmm. <laughs> like, any dogs. This is just my public service announcement on pit bulls. You can train them to be aggressive like you can train any dog to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. They were originally bred to be children's nannies. Like, mm-hmm. that was their original purpose, was to be babysitters. You know, right. like, because they were good family dogs. And they still are. They look a little bit, like, bulky and mean, but, like... Every pit bull that I've ever met while having a lot of energy is the biggest chicken and just, like, mm-hmm. wants all the attention, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's so many of them. And so I, t- <laughs> I told Travis, I was like, at some point you realize, like, we're getting a pit bull. And, like... What do you say? He was just like, what? Like, okay? You know, like, yeah. I kind of, like, sprung that um. on him, just, like, randomly driving in the car. I was like, I want a pit bull. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, fine, but, like, what? You know? Yeah. So, anyway, but... Aww. They're cute little blockheads. They you know? are cute. Yeah. But anyway, um, I forgot where I was going with that. I don't know. So that was our research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of it. Um, what was your Idjid Rasmat moment from this week? Okay, so no, this is this is a, a quick one. Um, <clears throat> and there goes my voice. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. I was gonna sorry. Say, like I haven't like talked this much continuously for a while, so like my voice is also kind of starting yeah. to go downhill, which is great because this is the first time we've started recording. So I know. We've got all weekend, so it's just gonna go to shit from here. It'll be fine. So, yeah, whatever. It'll be fine. I just might sound a little bit like by yeah. the end of it, but that's fine. <laughs> Maybe it'll be cute and charming when we're like that. We'll also be like, and then. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm good. How are you? Is that what uh, you think we sound like? That's what I think I sound like. That's what I think I sound like, but that's why. Okay. All right. So, uh, my whole household was very sick a few weeks ago uh, for about a week, and we missed three birthday parties. Technically four, because one of them was a birthday, like a joint birthday party of like kid and mom. Yeah. So these are all um, karate people. And, uh, yeah, so, okay, we go back to the dojo. It's 
like uh, this is just a few days ago mm-hmm. and um, because we missed all these kids birthday parties you know I had gotten them presents mm-hmm. so now now that we're back I'm just handing out I'm just handing out gifts right for you yeah. yeah so I had given them all out except for um, one of Killian's friends um, and I hadn't seen him since we've been back so whatever he's there perfect um, I don't see either of his parents and Killian is out on the mat and I don't want to be a weird mom by just <laughs> giving this kid a presently i'm gonna have killian do it right mm-hmm. okay so <clears throat> sitting next to one of the other moms and she mentions that it's her actual birthday that day now mm-hmm. now one of the parties we'd miss was her birthday and the joint son birthday mm-hmm. okay so yeah. we missed that okay we already gave her kid his present yeah. and she had been really clear on not wanting a gift or anything yeah like we we were gonna do that and she was like no no no, no. like just come hang out you know mm-hmm. so okay so Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I'm like, oh, today is your actual birthday. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And she's telling, like, they're going to go out to dinner, yada, mm-hmm. yada, as soon as her kid's done with the class. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they get up and they leave when their kid is done. They're, they're like, hanging out at the desk for a while. They're about to walk out. I'm like, okay, oh, like, this other kid whose birthday present I have, mm-hmm. right? Hit, there's his mom. Great. I'm going to, you know, I'll go. I'll go give it to her, and yeah. you know, then it's not weird, you know? So, yeah. perfect. So, I go running out to <laughs> my car. Right, way. right. I go <laughs> running out to my car. I get this kid's present. I'm walking back to the dojo door, and the woman whose birthday is the actual day, her and mm-hmm. her family are walking out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm holding this gift bag. And she's going to think it's for her. It's her birthday. But, like... I couldn't retreat, Rochelle. Like, I was out in the open. It was like, really obvious. And it's going to be even more obvious if you try and, like, avoid it. Right. Know, like, so yeah. I was like, maybe nothing will happen. <laughs> but it did, Rochelle. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> so we meet, like, at the door at the same time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, have a, have a good dinner with your family. And mm-hmm. she's looking at the bag. And she goes... And she's fucking with me. One thousand yeah. percent. She yeah. totally understands the situation because yeah. she's she's very smart. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, I see you got a bag and it's my birthday. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it. You know, <laughs> you bitch. You know? <laughs> Not really, but still. I know. I was like, cause it was really obvious that she was yeah. joking and knew, you know, yeah, but like yeah. she is mm-hmm. absolutely going to take that opportunity to call me out yeah yes 100 (laughs) percent. yeah (laughs) and she was like so that's for me right and i just like went i'm an asshole and i just like threw my arms around her and i'm just like i'm sorry (laughs) she's laughing at me and i'm just like why did i do that like what the hell is the matter with me so yeah i just again it's not it's not the worst thing i've ever done but Come on. That's on her, though. Like, she she made it awkward. But, like, she knew what she was doing. Like, she, you know, she didn't mean it. You know, like, so it was just Oh, no. She, it, she just thought it was funny. But, yeah. like, ugh. Like, I just, I walked into that. You know, I just, okay, so maybe she, what if she wasn't that type of person? You know? Yeah. And she did feel weird about it. You know what I mean? Like, that could have easily been the scenario. Yeah. You know? That's so. when I would have just been probably joking and been like, oh, well, yeah, it can can be if you want this and whatever the gift was, you know? That so would have been like, infinitely you know? better than what I did, which was <laughs> just say I'm sorry. I mean, I explained, like, oh, this is, we had to miss his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And she's just like watching you squirm going, he, he, he. For <laughs> like, real. 100%. And I was just like, God, uh, just kill like, me. Why like, would you do that? Of yeah. course. Of course. This is what I do. So <laughs> mostly I was just grateful for another idget moment to yeah. talk about. But uh, yeah, I just, I felt like a big fucking dumbass. And like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's on her though. That's not on you. I mean, all she did was call me out on being awkward. Like, still, like it wouldn't have been awkward really if, like, it might have been awkward for you, but she wasn't feeling awkward about it. Clearly, she yeah. was trying to make you feel more yeah. awkward. You know, like <laughs> that's true. You know, like because yeah. <laughs> if she felt awkward about it, she wouldn't have said anything. That's true. That's you true. Know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I just was like, damn it, like, damn it. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I know. So, anyway, that happened. What was your harassment moment? Ugh, okay, so I apparently have no awareness of where my body is in space right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And all of this happened within 24 hours, right? Like, okay. nothing too crazy, but still. So, like, I was at work, right? And, like, getting water for one of my clients. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, like our freezer or whatever that they, it spits out, like, the way that the ice cubes form in the freezer like, there's, like, a sharp edge to the ice cubes, you know, they're kind of, like, the longer ones that have, they're, like, a half, like, egg kind of shape. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know? Um, and so there's, like, a sharp end on both ends. Mm-hmm. I freaking dropped an ice cube on my toe, and it landed just right to where I sliced my freaking toe open <laughs> with an ice cube. <laughs> How the hell do you do that, Lynn? I've dropped ice cubes so many times and I've never cut my toe open doing it. Wow. And then, like, literally that. And so I'm like, dude, this is so stupid. Like, how do you... And I'm, like, bleeding, right? Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I got a little bit of thing. Like, no, I, like, I, I bled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is so stupid. And then later that night, so I get up to go to the bathroom because I do that eight million times a night. Mm-hmm. And... I'm, like, going around our bed, and we've got this little, like, it's, like, padded and fabric, but it's, like, a little, I don't know what you call those things that you, like, put just extra blankets and whatever in. I don't know either. Like, it's okay. not, like, a chest or anything. It's yeah, like a, like a, like one of those, like, like bench, ottoman, like an ottoman, like, a, yeah, like a bench kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But, so we have that at the end of our bed, and, like, I've walked around that thing so many times and never hit it, and I... Ran my knee into that fucker so oh, no. hard that I bruised myself and then cut my knee open <laughs> <laughs> and started bleeding. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And so I'm like trying to find band-aids in the middle of the night to like put on my knee so mm-hmm. I don't like bleed all over the sheets. Right? Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't bleeding like that bad or anything, but like I had a scab and a bruise on my knee for like a week and a half. And I'm like, this is so stupid. How it like... All within 24 hours, I made myself bleed twice, both in very dumb ways. I'm like, did I, maybe this is totally wrong, but are you, like, do you bleed easier when you're pregnant? Is that a thing? You've got more blood in your body. So maybe it's just, maybe, maybe it's just like popping the balloon. easier, but like that ice cube was so sharp. (laughs) Maybe it's just like popping the balloon, you know? (laughs) The the Rochelle balloon. that much like no. but the thing is, that ice cube was sharp like thank goodness I was the only one in the, in the room at that point because like as somebody else walked in after I had done it but I mm-hmm. like full body clutched I was like 
above like the root of my toenail right yeah so, like it didn't hit like the cuticle or anything i wonder if i still have the thing there kind of a little bit it was oh, like yeah, right yeah. there but yeah it, like oh i sliced that sucker open <laughs> it hurt i was like I, I like immediately before i even realized that i was bleeding i was like how can an ice cube hurt that bad? <laughs> like there's no way it, uh, it was like it felt like it was like a 20 pound ice cube i was like there is no way that sucker was sharp and yeah sliced my toe right open and i was like well that's why it hurt so bad because mm-hmm. like i just you know cut myself open but then the whole like ottoman thing i was just like are you kidding me like less than 24 hours i make myself bleed twice like yeah that's impressive yeah oh yeah the skills I have. <laughs> and yeah, you had to hit that ottoman pretty hard. Oh, I hit it so hard. <laughs> I was so surprised that Travis didn't wake up because I was just like, fuck! <laughs> For the second time in a day. Yeah. And he had nothing. Like, I'm sitting there going, ah! <laughs> At the end of the bed. Great. And he's just like oblivious, right? And I'm like, how... I don't know. Oh, it's making my eyes water. Thinking about it. That one hurt. But yeah, you should like just do some like <laughs> tests, you know, for science when he's sleeping, and just like see what exact kind of sound will and ha- make him up, and how loud it needs. I to can be. tell you, it's not a puppy screaming bloody murder in the middle of yeah. the night. Right Are you sure that he's not just awake but pretending not to be, so he doesn't have to deal with it? No, like I tried to wake him up to deal with it because I was like she's literally screaming right next to your face like bloody murder screaming like somebody's killing her yeah nothing and I'm like shaking I'm like Travis he's just like dead like how I don't know I sleep so light. Bullshit. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, maybe once, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning rolls around and you're kind of starting to, like, come to a little bit, then maybe, sure. But, like, no. <laughs> I sleep so, so light. Funny. I'd like to, no. Mm-mm. I'll show you light sleeping. <laughs> Did this wake you up? Thunk. You know, like, probably not, honestly. I know. That's why. Like, yeah. it might be. It might be, and then you can video it. Oh, I've got so, so that many you videos of me like talking in his sleep and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and like not, yeah, it's yeah. It's just you're like, look, look, what happens when the fire alarm goes off in the mm-hmm. middle of the night? Nothing. <laughs> I guess you just stay in the I bed. I feel like he might hear that because it's not like a normal sound. I think he mm. got used to her screaming in the yeah, middle yeah. of the night, so he just slept through it, you know. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna help you, you know, with the baby and stuff like that I'm like I believe that you have every intention of helping me but once you get used to the sound of him screaming in the middle of the night you're not gonna hear it anymore and I'm gonna be on my own so like yeah like I appreciate the sentiment but that's not actually what's gonna happen I can pretty much guarantee it if it does great pleasantly surprised but I don't expect that at this point Mm -hmm. so that way I don't get pissed off when it doesn't happen (laughs) you know like uh, Uh. I don't understand how he could sleep so heavy. But. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I haven't slept well since I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I'm hit. I used to sleep. I used to be such a deep sleeper. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. Now, not so much. And I'm pretty sure that those days are over. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. But I bet you have a kid who is an amazing sleeper. I some some babies start out that way, even, you know? Yeah. I... 
maybe with the amount that this kid bounces around in there, like literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm, either that, I mean, I know babies when they sleep too, like they'll like twitch and move and they look like they're awake and they'll mm-hmm. like, their eyes will be like all over the place and all that sort of stuff. So like maybe that's just what's happening in there and he, mm-hmm. is he's sleeping and he's just like a twitchy sleeper, which dear God, I can't deal with two of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, at least, you know, throwing elbows from that one. Well, hurt as much mm-hmm. not that travis has thrown elbows on purpose but there has been a few times where he'll like go to scratch his face and just like let his arm flop and like yeah. get in the ribs or something like that but yeah yeah Aww. i mean it's whatever i don't hold it against him it's fine I, he oh, can't no, control no, no. it you know? i was thinking about but, a twitchy baby when i oh yeah, yeah just like Whoa. yeah and i'm like well, <clears throat> we know who he's related to yep. that's for sure <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.